You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in, in everyday, everyday life. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number eight of InfoQuench. I'm Jeff. And I'm Amy. This episode is actually on tidying up paper. So if you've been following our episodes, you'll know that we are Marie Kondo fans and this is the next step of the KonMari method. And if you aren't, uh, you know, already a uh, Marie Kondo fan, I highly recommend you maybe check it out. We're not like, you know, devoted fans. We're not like doing the... We're kind of devoted fans. Well, we, we, well, I guess we are. We have done multiple episodes on her, so that would probably qualify All right, I guess, fans. I guess, I, I, does that mean I have to get rid of my Marie Kondo t-shirt? <laughs> we might have to, you know, cancel the cover up of the Marie Kondo tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, that would be really... This I is, bet you somebody who's got one. This tattoo sparks joy all over <laughs> my back. <laughs> so Marie Kondo, of course, has Tidying Up on Netflix. And we read her book years ago. It goes a little bit more into detail in the categories of Tidying Up. So this category is paper, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I, I, I found paper to be the most tedious of, the all, of all of them, more than clothing, more than the others. Well, you know what's interesting about the paper category is it's the one category where... You're not aiming to decide whether or not something sparks joy. So in this category, if you have an item of paper that is potentially something that might spark joy, so for instance, a greeting card or a love letter, something that might be sentimental, it'll actually be handled in a separate category of sentimental items. So this is really just pieces of paper that have no meaning to you whatsoever in terms of feelings. Yeah, receipts and like... You know, whatever, just any kind, any paper in your entire home. So, okay, let's go, let's go through, like, what do you do? Yeah, so, so so as we did with clothing, as we did with books, with paper, it's no different. You have to gather everything up, as painful as it is, go through your entire house. Every drawer. We had a huge bucket. We basically went through, yeah, every drawer, every room. Every single room. Put every scrap of paper into the bucket, uh... It was but, a big bucket. But not books, because books are a, a, a completely separate. I mean, books are obviously made of paper, but you don't, they are not considered paper. I'm sure there's some books that aren't made of paper. Uh, yeah, that's true. Topic for another podcast, but yeah. no, not that's books. That's going to be riveting stuff, too. <laughs> not books, books that aren't made of paper. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Not books, not sentimental items, but every other scrap of paper you got around your house. And I'm talking post its, receipts, every little bit of paper magic. Mm-hmm. Bring them into one spot, pile them on your floor. We piled them in the middle of our living room floor, which also forces you to deal with them because yeah. otherwise you have a pile of paper on your floor for multiple days. The thing is, the thing is, is that I think that what made this uh, this subject so uh, tedious to me was that you literally have to look and make a decision on every single little piece of paper. I mean, some of them are just like you know, I don't need this. I don't need this receipt for nothing. Get rid of this. But like some sometimes you really got to figure it out because what if you had to return that item? You got to maybe you got to wonder whether or not you need to keep that receipt. So that's exactly why we're going to go through a process that'll help us figure that out. That's right. Let's get through. Let's get let's get going with that process. So step one, step gather one. up. We all can those... have lots of fun. Sorry, isn't that uh, isn't step that two? New There's kids so on the block. Can, no, is it? I think it is. So much we can do. Yeah, I think it is. New kids on the block. I'm gonna have. To, you're the music expert. I'll have to take your. I'm pretty sure it's New Kids on the Block. All right. All right. New Kids on the Block. I did have a fan club, so, All right. you know, I was Team Jordan. The tangents are alive yeah. and well in this episode. Yeah, let's get going. So once step you gather one. up all the papers, that's the most important step one. Step two is to make sure you make yourself a drink. Yes. 
And I got one too. You can't really hear it, but let's hear the. Aberalt. That was the worst clink. That was <laughs> that was the sound actually. of a beer can against a glass. Once more for. Effect. Oh, geez, we almost broke it. These. The can or the glass. Step two: make a drink because you're going to be sitting down on your floor, going through paper in the long haul. Yeah. So, first off, get rid of stuff that you just uh, is immediately garbage. So, if there's not things that you have to keep long term or have to be dealt with in some way, just chuck it yeah, right away. Recycle just it. Get it. So, get going. I would suggest, for the purposes of protecting your identity, I know a lot of people uh, yes. recently uh, are. Well, I, personally, I know people who have suffered from identity theft. So oh, it's yeah. important that when you're going through papers, if you have anything that, you know, maybe have has your address or any, any personal kind of information, bank statement or anything, anything like that. that. It's, it's yeah, probably a good I idea agree. to invest in uh, shredding that they're material. Cheap. They're cheap now anyways. So maybe get a clearer uh, recycling bag handy and things that you need to shredder, shred. Yep. Uh, put that in the bag and then uh, and, and get them shredded and discarded uh, securely. Yeah. And then everything else can just go into your regular paper recycling. So then as you're going through it, there are some things that you are going to need to keep. And so there's basically two categories that Marie Kondo talks about. Things that have to be dealt with and then things that you have to save indefinitely. So things that have to be dealt with might be uh, a letter you need to reply to, a form that needs to be filled out. Maybe it's just a, a newspaper clipping that you need to, you wanted to read and then you can discard of it. So you have a a section that's basically, these are the papers I need to process, deal with them. And then everything else are things that you need to save indefinitely. Now, the things that you need to deal with and get rid of, she suggests that that pile should almost always be empty. And we actually have a spot. Our spot in our house is probably not the best spot. We basically have a corner of our kitchen counter where we we put all of the papers that are sort of coming into the house. Um, So things that are usually coming in by mail. And they're put there and we deal with them within a day or two. And one of the key concepts of the KonMari method is if you have papers that have to be dealt with, you should keep them in one location in your house. She ex- uh, she suggests a vertical filing unit. Right. Um, I mean, if you Which had is a... Oh, pretty fancy for that's, us. That sounds pretty fancy. It's too fancy. <laughs> corner, of the, uh, corner of the kitchen counter works for us. We just nice have a, try, Marie Kondo. We have a, we nice have a, try. Nice try. I'm sure she has some uh, $300 vertical filing units. She probably for does. Papers They're probably gold-plated <laughs> and spotless. You can't blame her. <laughs> you can't blame her at all. So have a, just, I guess the key is have the spot where you put papers that need to be dealt with. Deal with them and try to keep the spot empty. Keep, you know, keep things moving through there rather, relatively quickly. Things tend to migrate to the top of our fridge every once in a while. And I do believe that's my fault. Yes. That, I do believe that's completely your fault. Yeah. Um, Next. Yeah, we're not perfect. No, we don't claim to be. <laughs> well, but, some, sometimes I'm just like, where does where should this paper go? Like, it hasn't been dealt with for a couple of weeks. I'll just put it on top of the fridge. I think every I think the top of the fridge is a very yeah. common filing place for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're in good company. What can you do? So when you have things coming in and you know you deal with them and and then move on, but Sometimes what's hard is to try to deal with the stuff that you have to keep indefinitely. So these are things like you have the things that are really long-term insurance policies, for instance. Uh, yeah. um, maybe you have warranties or lease Manuals. information. Um, 
Well, not even manu- manuals would no. be something that you might have to reference more regularly, but oh, okay. things that you just sort of have to keep on hand because you may need them down the road, but you don't really need to look at them until something right. something happens. So she suggests just keeping all of that in one spot. It doesn't really need to be further organized. Just have those indefinite documents that you have to hold on to saved in one location. Makes sense, actually. It really does because it, you, if you, if, if something does go wrong and you do for example i guess you need to find a warranty well you just you know exactly where all of the warranties are exactly yeah that's so we have we have a de- you mentioned manuals so we have a designated spot for our manuals we do it's a wooden box it's a wooden box upstairs. that's right we have one wooden box where every time we get anything we put our manuals in there yeah um some people try to keep their manuals with near the near the belonging, so yeah. near the you know if it's if it's a television you want to keep your manual near that. I I don't agree with that. I think keeping all of your manuals in one spot keeps your paper gathered. Uh, I like to tape the manual to the TV right to the front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, you. So would. we never we we always know where it is. <laughs> You know, put the toaster right in the toaster. But I mean, truth be told, we consolidated our manuals to one location yeah, no, we did, like we, three we, years ago. And now when we look for a manual. We're pretty vigilant about that. I know. And I, and I even ask you still, I'm like, where's the And I'm like, it's in the for, manual box. And I'm like, right, the manual box. And then where's the manual box from upstairs? You know, I'll <laughs> yell down and then you'll be like, it's on the fourth cube of the black uh, storage unit. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Boom, right there. And this right is when I accuse you of man looking. Man looking. That's right. Yeah. Do you know what man looking is? I do. You don't move anything. Yeah, you just yeah. basically... I'm a man, I know. It's like when you're looking in the fridge for something and yeah. it's like it's Where's behind one other object. It's behind the mustard. Like, we, we're all out of it. I have to yeah. buy three more. But no, it was just behind. You had to move something first. Tangent number 15. <laughs> so having one spot for your manuals is definitely handy. One thing to consider, though, is whether or not you need to hold on to all of your manuals. Yeah, you don't need the like, you don't you don't need the manual for the uh, remote control car that Huxley had when he was two. Well, that's a good. It's a good idea to periodically go through them. Yeah. And you know, yeah, because uh, how many times do we come across a manual for something that we no longer own? Oh, and many, also, many times. A lot of times, you know what? You can find it online. So yeah. people are probably not even looking up their manual. They're just Googling or checking out a YouTube video to address whatever they need to address. So having the manual might, you know, it's probably a little old school. We still yeah. like to hold on to them. Uh, but just go through them periodically. Go through them and, and get rid of the ones you don't need anymore. And then digitally get the manual if you can. So we have a spot for our manuals, and we also have a spot where we just keep all of our receipts. Uh, same thing. You know, you want to hold on to your receipts for a certain amount of time, but you same don't thing, need Same thing. I can't find it ever. <laughs> no. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> as long as one person in the family knows where it's at, you're all good. Yeah. But, you know, going through them periodically, you don't need receipts for things you don't know, no longer own. No, you don't. Why would you, why would you do that? No, exactly. Makes no sense whatsoever. So then the third area we would have are, we have a drawer that's designated for everything that has to do with our taxes. So knowing that once a year we're going to have to do our taxes, I have one drawer in our home where everything goes uh, as far, you know, things that might be, if we make a charitable donation and there's a receipt for that, things that we might be able to claim, uh, T4s that come in, anything of that nature, RRSP information, it all goes into that drawer. Yep. So once a year, we do a, a purge. As we go through our taxes, I'll go through that drawer and get the information that I need to do our taxes, hold on to what I need to for you know 
uh, you have to keep your your tax information for a yeah. set amount of time. Everything else can be shredded. Uh, at that same time, I go through our receipts and our manuals. So by doing that, you kind of keep you things keep cycling out yep. and keep things at a manageable level. And then the fourth thing is noticeable notice that i'm noticeably quiet when it comes to taxes because i don't know anything about taxes i know that well this as well <laughs> man i must sound like the if most i die useless tomorrow on this if i podcast. die tomorrow you can listen to this episode and know where everything's at well you're supposed to do me a cheat sheet remember yeah i know that and i when i die cheat sheet but let's not let's not tell everybody what's in the cheat seat cheat on our uh, <laughs> cheat sheet easy for you to say so. Oh, Sapporo, my love for you will never die. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to indulge right now. Go ahead, honey. All right, I'll carry Take on. Take it away. I'll carry on. <laughs> so, in going through the papers once a year, it just kind of keeps everything manageable. And, and the, so I talked about manuals, receipts, and then all of our financials or tax information. And then the fourth thing are the real indefinite stuff. Stuff you probably don't have to go through every year, but you need to keep in a safe place. So those are the things like your insurance policy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, a deed to your house. The, you know, that the really stuff that we got done to the house, you know, like that's, so, that's always really good to have handy. So that type of stuff we actually keep in a fireproof box. Yes, with like other important things like passports and stuff, right? Exactly. So yeah. what's key for us is that if, for instance, the... Uh, refinery that we live near should explode which it almost did <laughs> not too long ago it's nice to know we got out of dodge we got out of dodge right away you can it's nice to have a, a basically a a box a firebox with all of your important documentation mm -hmm. it's kind of like the go box right you can grab it and go and know that you have everything now we'll talk about the category of sentimental items because we do also have a keepsake box yeah and i, I couple, like the idea we? if we have to leave our house you know, on a very short, very short notice. We just grab that keepsake box. Yeah, we grab the keepsake box and have some of the key information uh, that we might have uh, that we want to carry on with us and have our key documents from our fireproof uh, box. And, and we're good to go. And Knowing I think me, I'd grab the wrong box and we would end up with a bunch of taxes. <laughs> Where's the keepsake box? The fire is almost... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, I hear you though. Like the the keepsake box, nobody wants to lose their pictures. You know, their whatever. You know, right. other things. And we'll talk. We'll talk about sentimental items in another episode. But I I like the idea of in an emergency, you know what you need and what you can take with you. Yeah. And truly, I the agree. majority of stuff in our house is just stuff. But there are a few key items <clears throat> that we want to have with us. So. In keeping with, uh, you know, the KonMari method, one of the things that we want to do is avoid having more clutter enter our house. When it comes to paper, that usually comes in the form of mail. So I would encourage you, if you have things that are coming by paper, bills, credit card statements, find out if those can be provided electronically. Yeah. If they can come by email, uh, you know, it's that's, the best. It's a better. Just, and sometimes there's even savings to be had. I know that notification, some and then that's some it. Some companies uh, charge extra if you want to have your bills uh, by paper. 
because it costs them in terms of postage and processing. So you may actually save money, but it's worth sometimes a phone call just to avoid getting that monthly piece of paper that you may be getting rid of anyway. See how paperless you can go, people. Well, I mean, with a credit card statement, are you really, you're just going to look at it and then also it's something you have to shred because it has some confidential information on it. Honestly, it's the same thing with a bank statement, you know, bank statement. I can't talk tonight. Anyway, hopefully I... I'll talk enough for the both of us. All right. So just, you know, having that information sent by paper is also security risk. So if you can cancel some things, maybe you have uh, flyers that are coming from a local newspaper that, you you know, you you don't really need um, that are just, again, adding to the clutter. And it's a call. Like we had that problem a while back. A local company was delivering flyers and we didn't want them anymore. It was a call and then boom, gone. Right. There's there's that much less, you know, recycling that you're doing every week. Because it's every week. We really get very few items now by mail. Mm. We get some things from, you know, charities and that sort of thing. But uh, very few, and and even junk mail, we don't get a lot of junk mail coming through. So, But if you do, you can always put a little sticker on your mail slot that says, please no junk mail, and they won't give it to you. I've never tried that. I don't know if it works. Yeah, it works. I know we live in uptown St. John, and I know a lot of people do put those on their mailboxes. Occasionally it works. I mean, even if it works like 50% of the time, it's better than not at all. If that's something you've tried and it worked for you, let us know if that works yeah, for you. Yeah, let us know. I'd be curious to know Facebook if that's uh, if that's something that the, you know, the post yeah. office follows, or, or I know that there's they have a set amount that they have to deliver. Deliver so. In all honesty, we get a fair amount of junk mail. We really do. Not, like, I mean, well, I mean, like not like armfuls, but we get ones for like pizza places and, you know, places. We say a fair amount, but we probably get like five yeah. or six pieces a week, which is really isn't that much. Yeah, you're right. That's. Yeah, that's too much for me, man. <laughs> but the key is really when that stuff comes in, put it straight into the recycling bin and then it's not causing clutter. So after you get the pizza, though, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, other options in terms of you have documents that you want to keep uh, indefinitely. You know, there are some documents that can be scanned and stored electronically. So that could be good an point. option. Yeah, so, they don't, so they're not taking up space in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, but. As long as you really have some designated areas, they don't. It doesn't need to be a lot of space. Paper, if it's kept man at a manageable level, if you're dealing with things that need to be dealt with and moving them through your home and and getting them getting them back out, uh, you really shouldn't have a ton of paper to have to deal with. Yeah. And, and the stuff that you have to keep in terms of you know insurance certificates and things like that, and it's it's quite minimal. So. Just to recap, having a designated area for, you know, your tax information, financials that you're going through once a year, along with your receipts and your manuals, and then having uh, another location where you have your indefinites that maybe in a fireproof box, something that's a grab box if you you need to leave on short notice from your home, that you can grab that and it's in a fire fire safe box. And make sure when you're grabbing all that paper, you grab all that paper. Don't leave any paper behind because you're going to have to go through this process again and you don't want to do that. Oh, you mean when you're gathering When you're up gathering all the paper it all up, it? make sure you get it all. Yeah, be ruthless. Go to your basement, get all the paper that's down there everywhere. If it's made of paper, yeah. grab it. Yeah. But not books. We 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 went through that. <laughs> but not, not books. Not books. <laughs> so, probably one of the least exciting categories for KonMari, but I think, you know, it's something that's necessary and probably we've all been through the point where we're trying to find one scrap of paper with important information on it in your house yeah. and it's so frustrating when I'm you can't sh- locate it i'm so. curious how many kamari categories are there out of curiosity so we've well, done 
Okay. And so we've gone through uh, clothing was yeah. the first one. That's right. Then we went through books. Right. We've gone through paper. Yes. The next one Sentimentals? is uh, kimo- kimono. Kimono. Which is miscellaneous. Oh, okay. Just like a variety of objects around your home. And then the last one is, uh, the fifth one is sentimental items. Oh, okay. Great. But for our next episode, we're going to take a little Murray break and we're going to talk about manners. So this will be our first episode manners that's for children. really, yeah, talking about parenting. We, yes. We, we talked a little bit about our son, Hux. Um, Huxley's turning six this He's month. He's our only child. He's our only child. And uh, we talked about doing some parenting tips on our podcast. So this will be the first episode that sort of focuses on parenting. And we're going to talk about manners. Yes, that's going to be exciting. I can't wait for that one. I hope you guys can't wait for it too. Thanks so much for listening to InfoQuench. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.